0: Good morning good morning. good morning, good morning. Last Sunday of the year. Everybody making their resolu- resolutions, is that what they're called, yeah. for next year? Yeah. No? <laughs> more vision, more of you, God, right? Well, today you're going to hear a lot about, we're going to do the, the offering here in just a second, so I'm, I'm going to do a short teaching on the offering. Um, it's going to take about 10 minutes, so you guys just chill for a second. Okay. You don't have to stand and wait. You can sit down. Cool. I'll tell you when to get up. (laughs) You're so ready. Okay. So you're going to hear a lot today about the kingdom of God. You're going to hear a lot today about your identity in Christ. And that's what we feel as a prophetic team we're moving into this next year in knowing more of who we are and and, uh, what God's called us to and our purposes. But I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the tithe and I heard this tip taught, I don't know, it's been, I don't know, five or six years ago, and the way it was taught to me helped me really understand the kingdom in a a more, in a deeper way, I guess, and so I want to teach that, I'm just going to be teaching the mountaintops of this teaching, because it's an hour long teaching, and if what I'm bringing you today is something that you're not, you've are you not heard before and you're like, that's interesting, I want to hear more of that, I'll post it on um, the New Covenant um, Facebook page, and it's called The Law of the Tithe, and it's Gary Cassie. Okay, so um, I want to start out today, and I want to talk about two different systems of government that we kid we, we operate in. The first system of government is called the Earth Curse System, okay? And this system came onto the Earth back in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned okay, the the earth curse system entered into the world, and what that system contains of is work and toil, okay, a lot of Christians, we don't even realize that we are born again and we love Jesus, but he has a different system that he wants us operating in, but we don't even know it because we've not been taught it, and we operate out of the earth curse system, and we wonder why are things not going good for us? Why are things breaking down? What's going on? And it's because a lot of times we're operating out of that earth curse system. We just don't know any different. Um, some of the the other the other system I want to talk about is the kingdom of God system. I also want to refer to these as governments. Okay, the earth curse system government and then the kingdom of God system government, because that is the government of God. Right. It says in Isaiah nine six. It says for. To us a child is born, and to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, okay? And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So the government, the kingdom of God, rests on Jesus' shoulders. He holds up this government, okay? So when you think about a government, I want you to think about laws that operate inside that government, okay? Um, I don't want you to think about Old Testament law and go, Ugh. You know, I want you to think about laws that operate for your goodness, okay? So I want to talk about a couple laws that would be in the natural realm. So you can kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about. There is the law of gravity, right? Every time in the law of gravity, if you step off something, it's the law of gravity that pulls you down, right? It happens every time. Nothing else is going to happen, but you fall. It's a law. It's going to happen every time. There's also the law of lift. Anytime that an airplane gets going in motion and it gets to a certain speed, what happens because of those wings, the law of lift starts to lift it up, right? So we, one thing i like to mention is Jesus, he, his realm, the kingdom of God, spiritual government realm, supersedes all natural laws, okay? We know that because what did Jesus do? He walked on water, right? So he superseded all natural realms. so we know that the spiritual and the kingdom of God is is higher than the natural kingdom yeah. okay so what did Jesus say when he said I want you to pray like this he said thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven right so he's giving us the tools that we need to bring his his kingdom to earth okay so one of the things that I learned when I was listening to this teaching was that when we're talking about laws and it the, the way he brought it was the law of the kingdom. There's laws. So let me give you a couple examples because there's the law of the tithe, which I'm going to go into here in a minute. But there's the law of association. This can be found in Second Corinthians. Basically, the law of association is whatever you behold, you become. Okay? It is a kingdom law. If you, if you put yourself in around people that are good and godly, you're going to become that. Now, one thing I need to mention about the law of the kingdom and about God's kingdom is that what is everything in God accessed through? Faith, right? Everything in God is accessed through faith. And how you access these laws is by faith, okay? So you have to put, it's not just going to happen for you. You have to put your faith on it in and f- and your faith in it for the law of the kingdom to start operating and manifesting in your life okay so another law is the law of reaping and sowing okay let me give you this is out of Galatians 6 so let me give you an example of that uh, and how I put my my faith on that law about a year ago we moved into our house and I was believing God um, we didn't have furniture we had furniture but it was kind of junky I didn't like it that well I want new furniture I mean yeah So I sowed a seed because God provides seed for the sower, okay? So I said, Lord, give me some seed. I need to sow some seed for uh, some new furniture. So God provided me some seed. I asked the Holy Spirit, where do I sow the seed? I went and sowed the seed, and I named the seed, new furniture seed, okay? So a whole year goes by. Every time I walk by my old furniture, I just kept saying, you're new. God's bringing me new furniture, okay? I wasn't putting pressure on anybody to buy me furniture, I wasn't telling people, hey, I'm believing God to buy me new furniture. I wasn't doing that. I was putting pressure on that law, the law of seed time and harvest. I knew because I'd sowed the seed that it has to bring a harvest because I put my faith on it, okay? So lo and behold, guess what? Showed up at my door this week. (laughs) And it's just given to me. I just got to put it in last night. It was wonderful. I'm sitting in there looking at it and going, this is the glory of God right here. New furniture given to me, and it's gorgeous and beautiful, and it's my heart's desire. That law worked for me because I put my faith on it, okay? So now I want to talk to you guys about the law of the tithe, and that law can be found in Malachi. There's more places that God talks about, sowing and reaping and money, but the law is outlined in Malachi. So I'm going to go to Malachi uh, 3. Ooh, it's hot. (laughs) Okay, so Malachi 3, 7. Okay, yet from the days of your fathers. Okay, so he's talking about Adam and Eve, way back to Adam and Eve. When Adam and Eve sinned, there was two things that God had to do to bring them back to him so he could have access to them. If not, if he hadn't have done these two things, the devil would have just ate him up, killed him, be done with him. First thing he did, what did he do? He had him kill some animals and clothe herself, right? The blood. The second thing he did was he taught him about so he ta- taught them about the tithe, okay? He said, "Bring your tithe to me. This will open up God's access back into their lives." Okay? So what happened is, "Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances." So the Malachi, if you read before 1 and 2, it's just talking about their life's a hot mess right now, okay? And they're trying to figure out what is going on and why are things so bad. And God is answering them. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? So the people were like, what are we doing? We don't even know, God, what we're doing wrong. And then God says, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have, you robbed, have we robbed you? And the Lord says, in tithes and offerings. Okay? Listen to this. You are cursed with a curse. Ouch. You are cursed with a curse because of the choices that you're making. The people, he's saying, you've not been tithing. You've not bringing, been bringing the tithe. It's caused you to be under that earth curse system of to- hard work and toil. Okay, so now he says, "For you've robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse." Okay, so what's all the tithes? Somebody shout it out. What's the tithe? Is it five percent? Is it six percent? Will the devil know if you tithe the six percent? Yes, he will. He will know. It's not all there. He's got access. You're not protected. Okay, I'm gonna sh- now listen to this. That that there may be food in my house, okay, so, and then me, and, and try me now in this, the Lord is saying to try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, okay, right here, the Lord is getting ready to lay out the law, okay, the legal law that can work for everybody in this room, any, any believer, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven, and pour out for you such blessing, Okay, so this is what happens, though, in Christian's mind. We think, okay, the windows of heaven are going to open and money is going to start falling from heaven. That's what we think, right? I mean, some people think that. I thought it. I mean, I was guilty of it. I'm just saying. Okay, so I want you guys to imagine a window shut, okay? There's no air coming in. There's no flow. There's nothing, right? What happens when you open that window? What do you have access to now? you have access to fresh air. You have access for that air to flow to you, right? That's what happens. That's what this scripture's talking about. The windows of heaven will open. All of heaven has access to flow to who? To you, because you brought the tithe. If you don't bring the tithe, the window's closed. You open the window when you bring the tithe. Heaven now, by law, has legal access to operate and to flow to you, okay? Listen to what else happens when you bring the tithe. It's so cool, so excited about the tithe. Okay, what is the benefit? God stands in the gap, okay? Listen to how. And I, God, will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Glory to God. God. Okay, you guys are, as a believer, you have authority over the devil, correct? Take your authority. Now, what happens when you don't know, do you know everything the devil's doing behind the scenes, behind your back? You don't know, do you? But God does, right? And he's, because he knows and because of the tithe, he can put a hedge of protection around you. I like to think of it as a big, do you guys ever drive in like really nice neighborhoods and see really fancy, nice houses? And what sets them off for me is that big, beautiful fence that goes all the way around that property. And it's got a gate that shuts. You got to enter a code to get in. That is like, that's what God showed me how to imagine when you bring the tithe, it's like fortifying everything that you own with this big, beautiful fence around it. Okay, An enemy cannot get into it because God stands in the gap. Okay, he won't. He says, "I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, because of this." Okay, he also says, "So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, so he can't come into your business." You sow, you tithe off your business. He, the enemy cannot come in. Right here is a law. It is a promise. He can't do it. If you, off, if you tithe off of it, it's a law that you can enforce through faith, okay? So if you, if you find yourself as a tither right now, and you're like, well, why are we struggling? Well, it's because you're not enforcing the law, okay? Now imagine this. Imagine if someone came into your house and robbed you while you were at the movies, okay? And you get home, and everything's gone, Is there a government in place to protect you? There is. There's a natural law that can protect you. You can call the police. They'll come out. They'll try to get your stuff back. But what if you didn't know about the police and you didn't know that there was a government to do that for you? You would just be like, well, my stuff got stolen. Now what? You know what I mean? So that's what we're talking about here. So So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. When you bring the tithe, God has access and permission, and the window of heaven opens for this fence to come around your stuff and protect it. Okay, what else? So that you will not be destroyed in the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fall to, bear, shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. Okay, so that's basically. Um, if you go back to De- Deuteronomy, it talks about everything that you put your hands to, prospers. Okay, if you bring your tithe. And what you're working on, the things that you do, and you bring it to God as just and and offer it to Him, it's like it's a protection around that thing that you're doing, and it also starts to prosper because the window of heaven and the blessing of God is pouring out on it. So this is why, as a believer, we got to get excited about tithing. Okay, we don't want to be living over in the earth curse system. Do you guys want to be in the earth curse system? No, we want to be in the kingdom of God government. Okay. So now the ushers can get up and come on down. Hold your tithe up with me. God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. First of all, Lord, I want to, we want to repent if we have not been tithers or any time that we, we've, kept, we've brought the tithe short. Lord, we ask for forgiveness for this, God. Today we draw a line in the sand and we make a decision, God, that we're going to operate under your kingdom laws that you have put in place for us, Lord, so we can have the benefit of what you died for. This is a benefit of what you died for, God. I thank you, Lord, for the laws that you've put in place in your kingdom, Lord, and that how we can access them through faith. And God, I ask for the windows of heaven to be open. Over this congregation today, I thank you for the blessing of the Lord that's coming on them through the tithe, and I thank you, God, that everything that we put our hands to prospers. Are you guys in agreement? In Jesus' name, Amen. I'm going, to... Kate. 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 Come on out, Kate.
1: Good morning. morning. So we have one more event on the calendar before 2020 hits. Um, The New Year's Eve service at the House of Prayer in Louisville. And this morning before um, I came in, I posted all of these slides out there. So I'm just going to run through them really quick and then you guys can see them on Facebook too. Um, January, January 4th, 6 p.m. parent meeting for high schoolers and for um, middle school parents. Dinner will be served here at New Covenant. Um, that's Saturday, January 4th. And then Sunday, January 5th, is reflective service from uh, the 2019 testimonies. And then that evening, there will be no service. Um, Sunday, January 12th, Tony Costa will be here to speak at New Covenant. That was just another slide reminder for Saturday, January 4th. Uh, winter classes coming up. The School of Prophets and Seers by Sam... Um, directed, taught by Sam Lunt, uh, January 8th and or 9th, whichever date that you pick. And Healing 201, Authority to Heal by Alger Jolson will be taught and it will be January 14th or 15th depending on which day you pick to start. And the last winter class will be Revival Class by Carmen Cash and that's January 27th and it's at 6:30 p.m. all here at New Covenant Worship. Thanks.
2: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, we want to do a real basic teaching on prophecy this morning for those that don't that those of you that don't know what it's all about. So I'm going to run through this real quick. We're going to read through some scripture. I'm not going to expound on the scripture. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit expound on the scripture for you or with you in your with your cooperation. You know, the purpose of prophetic ministry is to speak God's mind and heart, to edify, to encourage, and to exhort both believers and unbelievers, building them up, stirring them up, bringing comfort to them. We are to hear, hear from God and then speak what we hear so that we may all understand the things of God. Now I want, to, want us to turn to 1 Corinthians Chapter 2. There we go. This is why the scriptures say, things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine. These are the many things God has in store for all of his lovers. But God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Yes, He has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. After all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? So it is with God his thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit the Spirit of God. For we do not receive the Spirit of this world's system, but the Spirit of God, so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. And we are, and we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the Spirit, and not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together, Spirit reveals revealed truths with Spirit revealed words. Someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's Spirit, for they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelations of the Spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the Spirit. Those who live in the Spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things, and they are subject to the scrutiny of no one but God. 4. Who has ever intimately known the mind of the Lord Yahweh well enough to become His counselor? Christ has, and we possess Christ's perceptions. It is good that you are enthusiastic and passionate about spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. When someone speaks in tongues, no one understands a word he says because he's not speaking to people but to God. He is speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit. But when someone prophesies, he speaks to encourage people, to build them up and to bring them comfort. The one who speaks in tongues advances his own spiritual progress, while the one who prophesies builds up the church. I would be delighted if you all spoke in tongues, but I desire even more than that you impart prophetic revelation to others. Greater gain comes through the one who prophesies than the one who speaks in tongues, unless there is interpretation so that it builds up the entire church. But if everyone is prophesying and an unbeliever or one without the gift enters into your meeting, he will be convicted by all that he hears and will be called to account. For the intimate secrets of his heart will be brought to light. He will be just mystified and fall face down in worship and say, God is truly among you. Okay, prophetic ministry brings clarity to the fact that God is in control. And He knows us. He knows you intimately. He knows you passionately. Prophetic ministry is one of serving. Serving each other and imparting faith, hope, and love into a situation. If you can hear God's voice and then express what you hear, then you can prophesy. So it says, And the same with prophecy. Let two or three prophets prophesy, and let the other prophets, careful, evaluate and discern what is being said. But if someone receives a revelation while someone else is still speaking, the one speaking should conclude, and allow the one with fresh revelation the opportunity to share it. For you can all prophesy in turn, and in an environment where all present can be instructed, encouraged, and strengthened. Keep in mind that the anointing to prophesy doesn't mean that the speaker is out of control. He can wait his turn. Okay, the first requirement is to hear from God. To prophesy. That's the first requirement. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit will teach us. It tells us that the Holy Spirit will guide us, that He will declare things to us, and He will bring things to our remembrance. Therefore, it's critical that all believers who prophesy are filled with the Holy Spirit. For Paul says, John's baptism was for those who were turning from their sins, and He taught you to believe in and follow the one who was coming after Him. Jesus the Anointed One. When they understood this, they were baptized into the authority of Jesus the Anointed One. And when Paul laid, hands, laid his hands on each of the twelve, the Holy Spirit manifested, and they immediately spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There are distinctions between the prophetic ministry of all believers in the office of the prophets. That's two separate things. To, ministry, to minister in prophecy is a gift. Okay? The office of a, of a prophet is a calling. Prophetic gifts are given to us by the Holy Spirit. The fivefold office of the prophet is given to the church by Christ. Why? For the equipping of the body of Christ. So that we can come into what? So that we can come into maturity. So that we can come into our growth, our destiny, our identity. Okay? I want to focus a few minutes on the fivefold offices. This is why he says he ascends into the heavenly heights, we're talking about Christ, taking his many captured ones with him, and gifts were given to men. He ascended means that He returned to heaven after He had first descended from the heights of heaven, even descending as far as the lowest parts of the earth. The same One, we're talking about Christ, who descended is also the One who ascended above the heavens of, heights of heaven in order to begin the restoration and the fulfillment of all things. And He has appointed some with grace to be apostles, some with grace to be prophets, and some with grace to be evangelists, and some with grace to be pastors, and some with grace to be teachers. And their calling is to nurture and prepare the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. That means your own works of ministry. And as you do this, as they do this, they will enlarge and build up, the Body of Christ. These grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness in the faith, until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become one into a perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed in the abundance of Christ. Okay, I want to just mention, you know, there are five things that happened in the fivefold. And I wanted to touch base on this. The apostles govern, which means the apostles, they oversee the congregation and they see the complete and the total picture. What I call a 360 panoramic view, they see it all. You know, it's like they got eyes in the back of their heads. They they can see it all. They can see the total complete picture. The prophets guide They are visionaries, seeing what things look like and understanding how to get there. Evangelists. The evangelists gather. The evangelists' primary concern is for the lost and bringing them to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The pastors guard. What they do is their concern is for the congregation. Their concern is for the saved, those ones that have already accepted the Lord as Lord and Savior. The teachers ground. And if you've ever seen a teacher, a lot of times they'll teach the word of the Lord. They teach the word of the Lord. They teach the Bible. They'll get into Greek. They'll get into Hebrew. They'll get in an understanding of what the Holy Spirit is teaching. Now I want to just share with you some ways that we can communicate with God. Okay. Number one, listen to the whispers. You know, the Bible talks to us that, that God speaks in a still, small voice. You know, at times he can thunder, though. At times his voice can loudly thunder, and there'll be lightnings that proceed from his lips. But more often than not, he speaks in whispers. So listen to the whispers. Number two, angels can be a voice from the heavenly realm. They can bring messages down from heaven, and they can go with messages up to heaven, okay? trances and, and everybody gets freaked out and weirded out about trances but trances are biblical okay uh, paul had a trance and he was talking about well he didn't know if he was in the body or if he was out of the body okay what's a trance okay a trance is they're much like vision visions but you're not aware of the surroundings you're just caught up in a vision of the lord you're caught up in in just just a flow of god an essence of god also Creation. You can hear God. The voice of God can be revealed in creation. Okay, uh, Scripture. The Lord speaks to us through the Bible, through the Word of God, of course. Tongues and interpretation can be a heaven of a, a, a voice from heaven speaking to earth and vessels. Now, when we speak in tongues and we pray in tongues, that's for us. That edifies us. But there's a tongue and an interpretation within the congregation. Now, that tongue and interpretation is a heavenly word. The tongue comes and there's an interpretation with that word. Okay? So that can be a voice from heaven. Also, there can be impressions. You ever walked walked into a place or walked into a business or walked by somebody and, and you get a feeling... That's an impression. That's an impression of the Lord. And we can get sensing and we can get revelations from God concerning that. Also, God uses prophetic acts. God speaks through specific acts and specific movements. Okay? Signs and wonders. When we see signs and wonders, and I believe in 2020, we're going to move into a realm of signs and wonders, and we're going to see that happening all around us. And it's going to become a normal thing It's not going to become an uncommon thing. It's going to be a normal thing for us to move in signs and wonders, starting in 2020. Okay, but signs and wonders communicate God's love and direction, and God also speaks through our circumstances. You know, we can go through something that 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 we're just unsure of whether it's God or not, and it can be God. Okay, so God speaks to us in the circumstances. God speaks to us in through dance. God speaks to us through prophetic songs and singing and when we go into that element in that realm. And there's many other ways. God's a sovereign God. He can speak to us any way He chooses. In some ways may new. Okay? God spoke that there's going to be new sounds coming from the worship team in 2020. New sounds coming forth. A new sound of the Lord is going to come forth. Okay. So This is what I will do in the last days. I will pour out my Spirit on everybody and cause your sons and daughters to prophesy. Your young men to see visions. Your old men will experience dreams from the Lord. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. All my servants, men and women alike, and they will all prophesy. Now what we want to do is, there's some prophetic words that we were praying about. And each of us is going to read the prophetic words that that they received from the Lord for 2020. And I want you to just pray and discern this. this. This is what the Lord gave me. When we think of 2020, we think of perfect vision, 2020 eyesight, 2020 vision, okay, When I was seeking the Lord about the meaning for this year, it became clear that God is going to mark this year in our lives as a year of perfect vision. A year when we will have a clear focus coupled with a clear hearing. The Lord is going to do something with how we see the world around us. There are gateways opening all around us in reference to the sight of God, giving us a clear focus, clear sight, even a sight to see into the unseen realms. When I teach the prophetic classes, you know, we, we live in two realms. There's two realms we live in day to day. Every moment of the day we live in the natural realm. But we live in the spiritual realm as well. And the five senses that we have in the natural realm, we also have in the spirit realm. So God wants to enhance those senses. He wants to engage those senses so, so that we can go into the spirit realm. Okay? Our hearing will be crisper. Yes, that's the word that I got crisper, sharpened, able to hear the full spectrum of the level of noise. From the smallest whisper to the shouting from the rooftops, which will happen in the year 2020. We will shout from the rooftops, God's glory. There will be unique things happen to our sense of taste and smell. We will taste the honey of God. We will smell the presence of God. With an essence and a fragrance that will surpass anything we have experienced before. I believe in 2020 we're going to move into the level of discernment which will will increase in this house. We will be able to determine with understanding the things of the Spirit. For we hear in three realms. We hear three different voices to us speaking at times. We hear from God. We hear... From our own spirit or from our own soul, from the human soul, and we also hear from the demonic realm. So we need to discern what realm is speaking to us through the dreams, through the visions, through the words that we receive from God. So that level of discernment's gonna increase, okay? We will smell, how many of you know you can smell the enemy in your midst? I've been there, I've done that, okay? We can do that. We can smell the enemy in our midst so we can be aware of what's going on around us. Okay. Um, So there's an understanding of the five senses just like there's an understanding of the fivefold ministries that will receive new revelation in 2020. I saw in the first quarter of 2023 miracles occurring in the natural realm concerning healing. Number one, I saw Kristen healed and her family saved. I saw two other healings that would be known in, in all the world. In other words, the word of mouth through social media will go forth. I saw as a result of our lifestyle of prayer and fasting, a mantle was being dropped on the church, a healing mantle. This is going to be known as a healing church. People are going to come from all over the place to this house to receive healing they're already doing it in emotional healing teams. So the spirit of God's going to open that up and it's going to start in 2020. Now, there are several strategies that the Lord gave us as a prophetic team in 2019 that are being propelled into the year 2020. Number 1 is what we call a camping out strategy. As a prophetic team, we were engaged in running a race. Now, I am a visionary and I'm leading the prophetic team currently. And I see things in the future. Sometimes I'll see things five years down the road, three years, one year, six months, whatever. But I'll see things in the future. And we as a team, oh, they were they were, they were were locked in arms with we, me and we were pursuing the visions. And then the Lord pulled a halt to that and he says, okay, it's time to camp out. So the Lord gave us a camping out strategy. Okay? So... A vision, a word came to us that we needed to set up camp right where we are at and see to the needs of our body, of our church. In the year 2020, God wants this church to camp out, to discern and move together. No man left behind type of philosophy. Move together as a group to the fulfillment of God that God has called from us. The second strategy was the fasting and prayer strategy. When seeking the Lord concerning a word from the leadership team, the leadership team, Tom and Eric, Shelley, brought a word to the prophetic team and had us pray through and had us discern what the Lord was saying, and we engaged in a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. Okay? Um, So... God commanded us to engage in the supernatural lifestyle of fasting and prayer as we confront the sickness and disease within the body of the church. We have seen God answer in healing. There's been healings already testified, guys, and as we continue to walk through this thing in the year 2020, we're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders, supernatural elements of God's power and authority coming into reality. So, God in 2020 wants us to engage, to continue to engage in the supernatural lifestyle of fasting and prayer, for healing and deliverance. Number three, the specific the special healing services now. Now, if you were a part of that, how exciting was that? History was made, guys. There was a memorial stone established. There was an altar erected at that moment in time for God and for His power and glory. God wants to do something in this church in the realm of healing. So, uh, the special healing services. We saw a remarkable event as a result of a vision from the leadership team. And they had this vision, and it concerned the healing of spirit, soul, and body. You know, throughout my, throughout my walk with Christ, I always refer to it body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. But the body doesn't come first. The spirit comes first. So we should always say the spirit, soul, and body. One, two, three. So God was touching all three of these realms in that uh, history-making night. The prophetic, the prophetic teams... The emotional healing teams, the physical healing teams work together. How often do you see that in a a church where the teams are working together, where the people are working together to bring the power of God and the unity of the faith? So in 2020, God wants us to continue this process with spontaneous healing ministries, ministries following the pattern that God has established. In 2020, God wants us to establish healing teams, and they're already talking about healing rooms that are going to come about, okay? Now, the fourth thing is the armor of God strategy. Now, we discerned that there was a level of attacks on the body and on the church. We went through a lot of attacks in 2019, didn't we, as a church? We did. Well, how do we fight those battles, Okay. One thing that the Lord told us is that we needed to put on the armor of God. The armor needs to be put on. When you're getting ready to go in the battle, put on the armor of God. It's scriptural, and it'll protect you. Okay, it'll, It's an offensive armor, and it's a defensive armor. Okay, So we need to discern that. So in 2020, God wants us to engage with Him as we put on the armor of God, completing the prophetic act as we go into battle this year now i had a series of visions and when i asked when i asked the lord well what's going on with 2020 the lord gave me a series of visions so i'm going to read through those and i'm not going to expound on them too much because i'm going to let the holy spirit speak to your heart okay because it's all about you engaging with the holy spirit i can tell you what to do and i can do everything for you But how will that equip you? How will that encourage you? How will that build you up in the faith? doesn't. You've got to partner with God, with the Holy Spirit, to reach your fullest potential in your identity in God. So I'm going to read through these visions, and I'm going to let God allow you to interpret. Okay? So vision number one, I saw planes large and small flying over Newcastle. As they flew into the atmosphere over this city, it was like there was a zone above our church that caused the people in the planes to take notice to awaken because some were sleeping, some were talking, some were ignoring what was happening around them. You know Indianapolis Airport brings in people from all over the world. I saw that there was a supernatural drawing of people and groups of people to the church from Indianapolis Airport and the suburbs. There were connections being established with power and authority that God has given to, uh, that with power and authority given to us by the Lord in the region. The Lord's planes and small plains to me, depict people, but they also depict ministries coming to Indianapolis, them being directed by the Holy Spirit to come to New Covenant. We were in process of creating an atmosphere partnering with God and specifically the Holy Spirit that answers the questions in people's lives. The people are sleeping. Ignore, the people were sleeping, ignoring things, awake and talking. Then the Spirit of the Lord pierced through whatever they were doing and caused them to have their ears and eyes open to the spirit realm. As they pass through the state, God is going to connect the dots as New covenant influence spreads over this state, okay? Another vision, I saw people and groups of people driving down Interstate 70. They sense something as they approached the exit ramp to Newcastle. Kind of reminds you of the field of dreams. And they are drawn by the Spirit. They feel something in the inner man and spirit man, and they are drawn to New Covenant and turning off the interstate and seeking out where the glory of the Lord is. You know, there was a previous vision, I think that Jeff had it a few years ago, where he saw... This sanctuary completely filled in standing room only. You would go out of the building and you would see cars lined up and all the the parking lot was full and cars lined up along the street. God is putting something together in this church that is going to bring Him glory and is going to point His name out to the nations. And people are going to come and want to be a part of it. What God is doing. Okay. All right. There was another vision in the past, and this vision concerned in a wagon wheel. How many remember them? Okay, you got a wagon wheel, and you got this hub in the middle of the wagon wheel, and then you got these spokes that go out, and then there's like an outer rim out there, and and this is what was seen in the vision. That hub was New Covenant. That hub was New Castle. And there were spokes going out, that, which were spokes of influence going out to the outer realm. And the outer realm, the outer rim of this spoke, of this wheel, were other churches that we were in relations with, with and connecting with. So... <coughs> Alright. Vision number number three I saw... I saw a man tasting some new wine. You know how they do with the wine test and they slosh it around in a glass and, and you can smell the fragrance when they open up the bottle. You know what I mean? And, and, and the fragrance was being released and the bottle was opening and he tasted a small sip and he tasted all the ingredients and he sensed the qualities of the new wine on his tongue. Then he poured a full glass and then he began to drink Deeply and fast like he couldn't get enough. I saw new wine pouring from the sanctuary walls like cisterns filling the sanctuary. God is in process of building his church so the gates of hell will not prevail against it. New wine is found in the cluster, guys. The whole, not the part. United we stand. Divided we fall. I believe this man represents the visitors who will come to our church. In 2020, they will taste and they will see what God is doing here. They will drink and they will not be able to get enough of the triune God. They will not be able to get enough of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. For it's the three in one that matters. It's not all about the Holy Spirit. It's about Jesus. It's about God the Father. Father God that loves you so much He just loves to wrap His arms around you and give you one of them great big bear hugs. So we need to see the 3-in-1. And we need to worship the 3-in-1. And we need to have intimate communion with the 3-in-1. Okay, another thing. I saw an open portal above the church like radiant beams from the church to heaven expanding as it went like a funnel going up. And in the midst of the radiant beams were like notes and instruments. I saw instruments, new instruments. I saw a harp. There's going to be a harp coming. Somebody's going to bring a harp coming. But I saw new instruments and new notes and new sounds and, and, and new things coming from this church and from this congregation. Our worship team is going to expand into the realm of the supernatural. Their heart, their eyes, their minds their ears will be open and attuned unto God. Music was transitioning up with new sounds, uncommon sounds, unfamiliar sounds, going up to heaven, sounds and noted that only heaven understood. There was a recent vision that we had in one of our prayer meetings. Jeff had it and and he saw God going around and laying hands on people And calling out a new name, but he was speaking in a new language. God's going to unveil a new language for us. Okay. So, just about done. I saw a group of singers come into our church to release the new sound of heaven. I saw some musicians breaking the chains of bondage in the land around us. A new thing, a new sound, a new message is being released in the sound as a roar of the lion. When the lion roars, it reverberates through the ground. When the lion of our worship team roars, it's going to reverberate through the ground. It's going to shake the ground. So there will be a new sound, new songs, new noises, new notes released from New Covenant. And finally, I saw dry ground. It's super, super dry ground. And a wellspring opened up in the midst of the dry ground and with refreshing, with clean, clear water coming out of it. And the head of the well, the, the well head was expanding, forming a lake and a reservoir of water and a deep cavernous hole opened in the sitter, full of water and the water began to flow out into small streams, then growing larger, larger. Then it became a river. Then that river touched the dry ground and saturated it and there were streams that went out and each stream had a destination, a direction, a purpose, a plan, a connectivity. I believe all around us, all around New Covenant is dry ground. A deep well is being developed in the church. This is bringing the living water of God into our lives and into this region. This water is building and being released to the people and to the land all around us.
3: I believe this is a year of acceleration with 2020 vision 2020 represents perfect vision to see clearly This is the year the Lord is going to bring more clarity more vision more purpose to your spiritual and natural life So let's look at the word and look at clarity The Lord is going to bring a greater clarity to your mind and strengthen your identity as a believer in him the fog and the cloudiness of your mind that you had about the Lord is being cleared as the Holy Spirit begins to, to come and in like a flood and blows, you, blows over your mind a refreshing wind to remove the, any ambiguity of doubt or uncertainty that has kept you back from pursuing the Lord with all your heart is being destroyed because I, the Lord, will set up a standard against the enemy. This clarity is to restore a quality of relationship with the Lord and to have a greater understanding of who he is and, and is to have a clearer understanding of the purpose to bring his kingdom to earth. With new clarity, your communication with the Lord is going to become greater. Vision. Proverbs 29, 18 says, Where there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander uh, astray but when the, when the flow uh, the revelation when, the, when, the, when, but when you follow the revelation of the Lord, the word of heaven, heaven's bliss will fill your soul. that's the trans uh, passion translation. The Lord is going to increase of see, the Lord's going to increase of seeing things prophetically in visions, through dreams and a clear understanding with clarity and purpose. These visions will include things of your identity, to know what your future holds, not only for you, but also for others and your family. Through these visions, he's going to show you how to cooperate with him in the spirit to take back what the enemy has stolen from you. Through these prophetic visions and dreams, the Lord will also show you things of his purpose and plans and destiny and your hope that you have in him. He will release prophetic v- visions and dreams of the enemy's strategies and tactics so you can take back what the enemy has stolen from you and he's going to give you new strategies of warfare. Purpose. The Lord will bring greater clear, bring clearer greater definition on the purpose he has created you for. He will bring forth his desire Desired results and goals on why you were created. The gifts and the calls of God on your life are never rescinded. Romans 11.29 says in the the Passion Translation, and when God chooses someone and graciously imparts gifts to him, they can never, ever be rescinded. And I was looking at that word rescinded, and it's never to be repealed. There isn't a court on earth. There isn't a court in heaven as Satan would try to take you before the God. God is na- cannot take back those gifts and callings that he's put on your life. He is calling us to a, to a higher, higher in our walk with the Lord. I can see his hand being stretched forth, waiting for us to grab hold of his. He's waiting for all of us to, take hold, be, to be bold, a step of faith in the gifts that he has made available to us. He has given many different gifts. He has given gifts of the words of wisdom, operating in the words of knowledge, faith, gift of healing, works of miracles, prophecies, discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And there is also the five-fold ministry, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. These spiritual gifts and offices are many; have different many aspects to them, but you were created unique t- to operate in several of them, and, or just one. But he created you to, to bring that aspect of, his, of him through that gift. It's not going to look like anybody else. He's created you to, be, to operate in that special gift. Ask him which one you are to fulfill. So we are getting ready to step into a defining moment in the Lord with t- in 2020. This is why the Lord is going to bring clarity, vision and purpose to to you this year. Where you felt small, insignificant or failed or felt left behind, the Lord is saying no. He has he has and is bringing a greater 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 clarity, vision and fulfilling the new purposes in your life. He is preparing an army who will stand And go forth and reclaim what the enemy has stolen and rightfully that belongs to him. The Lord is causing an acceleration in the spirit. This is going to require you to get the armor of God out of the closet and put it on. Making the declaration of who you are in him, standing against the wiles of the evil one. God is looking for those who will stand strong in him. I am sensing that the Lord is preparing his army because the enemy is getting ready for one final push, taking everything he can before the return of the Lord.
4: Hello, everybody. I'm sure you already know by now that God speaks to us all differently. I mean, it's just like sometimes some weird stuff comes in my head and I have no idea what it is. And <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what's going on and God's trying to explain to me. And so everybody's, everybody hears from God differently. And so don't discount anything that you hear that's maybe it's not for God because it might be from God. So it's pretty important that you understand that. And you're also gonna hear some more. We haven't collaborated. all Everyone on the, on the SHIELD team, they haven't like collaborated the words, but a lot of the words are the same because God is speaking to us at this point in time in, in, in our life To that something has to change, and he's changing it, and he's bringing it forth. So he's bringing confirmation because there's more than one person hearing that word. There's two, three, four, five different people bringing the same word without collaborating together. So I just want to read to you what God has spoke to me, and this has been a common theme in, in me, I believe, in the last two years. So God is preparing his army for a battle, a battle that will destroy the works of the enemy. God is preparing his army by giving them the understanding and revelation of who they are. God has been waiting for a time of preparation to be finished, and the time for this body is almost at hand. The Lord says, no longer will my people be captives to the enemy. No longer will they cower down with the the enemy spewing lies from his mouth. My people will stand and take authority over every situation, over every problem, over every issue in life. As the Lord t- took me into a vision, I saw the Lord with what looked like children's blocks. They had letters on them. The Lord said, these are building blocks, and he was removing and adding blocks to people. It was like that these were part of the innermost being of these person. The Lord had a very determined look on his face. As I asked him why, he said, this must be done first before my people can accomplish their mission. I saw the Lord pulling blocks out and throwing them in a pile. As I, as I asked the Lord about this, he says, these are blocks that the enemy has planted in our lives. And no one is immune to the attack. As, he looked, as I looked at the pile of blocks, I could read words written on them. The words were dark. And I, as I read them, I could read a few of them. And I could also, uh, it was almost like I could sense what the Lord was feeling at the time, and I felt pain, sorrow, and disgust. The words that I could read were fear, shame, addiction, hatred, self-condemnation, and it went on. After the Lord removed the blocks, he replaced them with his own, and I could read them very clearly. They were love, joy, peace, freedom, steadfast, overcomers, priests, kings, desired, loved by God, belonging powerful sons and daughters as the lord placed each block into its place as each block was glowing and as he did the surrounding blocks also started to glow as i watched the lord doing this i could see a smile coming on his face and he says my people when my people know who they are and the authority nothing can stop them from stepping in their destiny I feel the Lord is, a, is positioning us for an awakening. God is so determined not to leave us in our dysfunction. He has removed the hindrances in our lives and broken, broken the chains of bondage and chaos. He, has, he is calling us to see clearly not only what the enemy is doing in our lives, but to see what, who we truly are. He has given us 20 vision, perfect vision to see all, to see that the darkness has been dispelled and the light of his glory is blinding the enemy. He is speaking identity in each and every one of us. 1 Peter two nine says, But you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He calls you out of the darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you for his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. He is speaking purpose and meaning into your lives. And he is asking, are you listening to me and do you hear my voice? Are you listening to me and do you hear my voice? I am calling my army to arise and to take your place. Arise and step into formation. Arise and put on the full armor that I've provided for you. The enemy is looking for any weakness that he can exploit When you put on my armor you will not be vulnerable to his attack i am giving you perfect vision to see for yourself the way that i see you perfect vision to see each and every one of you as a gift to the body and a powerful weapon against the enemy perfect vision to see that you were not born out of chaos but out of love vision to see that there is only one of you and you are fearfully and wonderfully made in my image All have been called into my army, young, old, and in between. And you have been created and called, and you are my perfect workmanship. God says revival is born out of identity. We must know who we are. We must know. And the last word that God had given me today was that God doesn't want any one of you to leave here today not knowing who you are he wants you to know that you are his beloved and you are cherished and he dances over you and he loves you.
5: Okay, hang in there. We're doing good. Hang in there. We've just got uh, Tina and me and ours is a short short and then we're going to start prophesying over you guys so don't leave because we may have a word for you. Okay, um, so first thing, Tom, um, during worship today, actually, I just got this, and this is to confirm what Sam was saying. Um, I saw, I was standing at the back, and I saw people with hidden minstrel talent emerging out of the shadows and into the light, and so I'm prophesying over Tom, and I'm prophesying over everyone in here. Those who have a hidden musical talent stop hiding, <laughs> come out. And, um, I really believe what I saw was, um, actually different worship teams. Um, like there would be like core teams, you know, and, um, but there would be enough musicians to sustain it. And so, um, that just happened today. Okay. So, um, amen. I know. Hallelujah. Um, so here's what I got short, short and sweet. Uh, when I was praying over us, I heard the Lord say, "The sifting is shifting." Praise the Lord. You know we've been talking about this sifting for almost two years now. Tom brought the message and he said, "You know you're either gonna you're gonna either be a Judas or a Peter in your sifting. It's either gonna hang you or it's gonna propel you into what you're calling and restore you." And um, I think that uh, some of us have been sifting and hanging. And it's been awful, um, but the Lord said it's shifting. Um, he's giving us a heart and a spirit like Joseph to persevere and prosper through our trials. And I'm telling you right now, if you think this is for you, it's for you. There were certain families that popped into my head that I thought of, and I can either name them now or you can just know it's you. But there, we have been through it this last year, your family is one of them, the Drummonds is one of them. I mean, it's we've been through these trials. Me, my family, the Hansons, have been through a major trial this year. And the Lord is saying it's shifting. I'm giving you a heart of Joseph, the Lord said. There's a heart of Joseph and a spirit like Joseph to persevere and prosper through and out of the trials rather than having a poverty and pity mindset through them because I sure did get into pity for a hot minute. But the Lord is saying that is, he's giving us a supernatural grace to walk in a spirit of forgiveness, a spirit of of prosperity, a spirit of, of just persevering through the trial, prospering in the middle of the trial. Not waiting for the trial to be over and saying, oh, yay, I'm glad it's over. Now I can prosper. No, Joseph prospered right in the middle of the trial. You know, you think about it. He was, um, what happened to him? I wrote it down. No, he was sold into slavery, right? And once he went into slavery, where was he? He was put in charge of Potiphar's house. He prospered in the trial. Then he was falsely accused of rape by the wife, right? He was sent to prison. And what happens in prison? The Lord was with him and he was put in charge of all of the people. And then he was forgotten about in prison. And then they, uh, you know, the dream people, he interpreted the dreams and they, and they didn't. Um, They forgot about him for two more years. And then Pharaoh has the dream and he's put in charge of all of Egypt. And I'm like, and he prospered through the trial. And so what I hear the Lord saying is that he's giving us the heart of Joseph to shift. Because when you think about how Joseph had to be in the midst of brothers betraying him and people forgetting him and being falsely accused, how do you think his heart was? What do you think his heart had to look like for God to prosper him in the middle of it. And it is a heart of forgiveness, of not having offense but towards God and towards our situation. It's letting go of all of that. And so, whoo, I can just feel the Lord. But there is a supernatural grace that's going to be on us to prosper in the midst of the trial and have the heart of Joseph through it. That's all
0: I got. Tina. Well, I just have five pages. I have one. I'm kidding. <laughs> Glory to God. It's just one page, right? <clears throat> okay. So I believe that um, the year 2020 is a call to kings and queens. God is saying, whose are you? Okay. There's coming in us understanding to the body of Christ of our authority in Christ. And again, that's, that's who we are. I can't make you know who you are in God. And, and the only person that's going to be able to discover that is who. It's you, okay? That's between you and God. You have to push for it, and you have to push, put faith on it that he's going to show you who you are and the authority that you carry, okay? When you do that, you transform. It's just like the song we sang today. We go from glory to glory, and we go higher and higher. That's because our mind gets renewed with the truth of who we are in him, and it makes us bold, and it makes us strong, we are, there's also going to be an understanding and a revelation that we are citizens of heaven. We, that we operate under a government that is higher and greater than any other government. We are ambassadors of Christ. What is an ambassador? We are sent by heaven as its official representative. Okay? You have been sent here. You were born into this realm and sent here by God to be an ambassador for heaven. You are on foreign ground and you are here to manifest the glory of God. And, then be, and that's between you and God. How do I manifest the glory of God? Well, the first thing you gotta do is figure out who you are in God. Okay, that's the most important. God is speaking to me out of Romans 2, 14 and 15. In 14 it says, for when Gentiles, who do not have the law, the Jews had the law at this part in the, in the scripture, they didn't, the Gentiles didn't, but by nature, they did the things of the law. In out of our women, they did the things of the law and they are a law to themselves who showed the work of the law written in their hearts, th- their conscience also bearing witness. OK, so they wasn't even given the word of God yet, but it was written on their heart. They were doing the, the work of God and the, showing the love of God just because it was inside of them. The Gentiles were. And I feel like God is saying in twenty 20, let's examine our own hearts okay? is there? Do we have hidden sin in our life? Sometimes we have sin in our life, and we don't even know it's sin. God has to reveal it to us. So I pray right now, God, if there is hidden sin in any of our hearts, Lord, reveal it. We we want and we desire more than anything to have the Word of God written on our hearts. I also believe that in 2020, it is a call to holiness. Put away from you anything that that you would think, um, this is how I like to describe it to my children. Um, If the Holy Spirit is here, do you think he would like that? And, you know, that's kind of how we, we try to do things at home. If the Holy Spirit's here, do you think he would like your mouth right now? I don't think he would, so you need to change it, right? Okay, it's a year to put away all secret sin, purify yourself to holiness, rise up into your identity, and partner with the Holy Spirit to bring the kingdom of God to earth. Amen.
5: Okay, you guys want to come on up? Um, I'm going to pray for us, and then we're just going to start picking people out. So, um, And we talked about this beforehand. You know, there is this level of familiarity on both sides. You know, you guys are familiar with us. We're familiar with you. And um, But we're just going to pray that the familiarity doesn't create a clouding, um, make the words less significant or impactful or insightful, um, but even for us not to be able to see just to see you as the Spirit. So that's what we're going to pray. Lord, um, you're amazing, and you're already here. Uh, We just want more of you. Spirit of prophecy, fall. God, we just want to speak your words and speak identity into your people. And we just submit our hearts to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So get out your devices if you want to... um, record what we're doing. And I'm going to start. Right, I'm starting. Okay, um, Eric, Morgan, I actually have a word for your whole family. Um, sorry. I recorded some of it because I didn't want to forget. Um, but for you, um, what I heard the Lord say is that you are one that wants to Measure twice and cut once. And so you've been asking for confirmation about something, and the Lord wants you to know this is your confirmation. I give you a, a green light to go on this thing that you are debating on. And He also wanted me to tell you that you're not too old, that there was something that you thought of doing, you thought, I'm too old for that. And the Lord wants you to know that you're not too old, you're not outdated. You have significance, and um, in the age that you are, to bring to the next generation, and uh, you are not too old, and you haven't missed it. Okay. So for Eric, um, I heard the Lord say, um, "Awakening." That there's going to be an awakening in 2020 for him, and. Um, just a real breakthrough in, um, I don't even, it's just an awakening that's going to happen with him. So that's all. Um, for uh, Is it Ariana? Okay, so the Lord says, I'm unraveling you. I'm unraveling that tightly wound. I'm unraveling it. And I'm bringing peace. And is it Christian? Okay. Um, he... The Lord said, he's my hidden one. And this speaking of being hidden, there's a gift hidden inside of him that the Lord is going to bring out this year. He's going to reveal it, and he's going to bring it out, and he's going to bring him out of hiding, and he's going to bring that gift out of hiding as well. So, amen. Anybody?
0: Eric, and this is for you. I see um, I see you walking out on glass. And in 2020, you're going to start stepping out into the things that make you feel a little, mm, not sure about this, but the Lord wants you to know. He's not calling you to walk on water. He's calling you to walk on glass. There's dangerous places that he might be taking you that feel dangerous to you, but he wants you to know it's not going to break. He's got you, and he's not going to let you fall. I, want, I feel like the Lord is telling me to tell you that, you need to press for signs, miracles, and wonders. There's a supernatural in you that you've not tapped into, and that it is time, son, for you to step into the supernatural. You have a gift to see with your eyes that other people can't see, and I feel like the Lord is—he's going to start increasing that gift to you. So, Lord, I just thank you, God, and I thank you for the supernatural that that sits on this man. I thank you for the mantle that he. The mantle that's on him, and I thank you for the call of God that He that He has on him, and I thank you for who He is in this body of Christ, Lord.
2: Eric, I come in agreement with what Tina just said. There is a supernatural element of ministry to you. You've you've kind of desired that in your heart. You know, it's 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 a place that you that you like to go, but. God wants to take you a step deeper. He's going to expose you to that element. For Arianna and your wife, physical healing in 2020, um, they're going to be, there's going to be some miraculous changes in their body uh, and in their emotions. And there's going to be some healing that is going to come forth in that. And Eric is one of those that's going to release the new sound and the new notes that uh, I saw coming from the throne room of from coming from this place going to the throne room of God so he's one of those that's going to r- release a new sound uh, it's going to be a new sound through his instruments and through his uh, anointing there
3: um Eric I know you've operated in words of knowledge and sometimes you feel flat flat on your face you felt that But God says he's going to increase it. He's going to increase those words of knowledge. He's going to bring them forth. And you're going to start seeing they're going to ring true. Because of that faith you've had, you stood, and they they talked about the walking on glass. Well, that's part of it right there where you've been getting words of knowledge and you're declaring it by faith. And you say it falls flat. But no, the Lord says you will. You are. You are hearing you are hearing correctly and this season of walking on glass you're going to be you're going to see it become more prevalent with it and i just see even like you know i'm just something about the rent i know you follow randy clark's ministry real heavily but i also sense that he's going to take you where randy clark wasn't going he's going to take you higher in a different realm than randy clark has been walking in
4: Uh, this young lady here s- beside Holly, know what's your name? Mickey. Mickey, like mouse. Okay. Mickey. Uh, what the Lord was showing me about you was, was, there's, uh, he was showing me your stomach and it was like really small. I mean, not your, you know, inside of you and He's was showing you were really sm- small and, and I saw him take his hands and he start to open and enlarge you. And he, what he's doing is, is he's enlarging your capacity for more of him. Because there's, there's a there's a certain thing inside of you that's maybe it's like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's really kind of weird. That's kind of freaky. And he's like, he's enlarging capacity to understand who he is because he's not who you think he is. He's more, he's so much more. He's so much more than than his, than his Bible, than his word says. There's, that's just a part of who God is there's so much more to him and so he wants you to know that and he's given you he's going to give you dreams and visions and he's going to show you more and you're going to say God please stop because I can't take anymore and and it's, it's going to be almost comical because he's going to keep it's almost like he's going to be shuffling it inside of you
2: just a quick word to tack on that um, there's going to be breakthrough coming into your life in 2020. Do you dance? By yourself? Anywhere? Oh, okay. Well, that's an element, that's a realm that the Lord's going to take you into, okay, because he's going to to cause you to dance, and at first it'll be at home. Uh, Eventually, I've seen you in church, Uh, but but just that intimate dance with the Lord, that worship Him in spirit and in truth, as it pours out of your body. I have another. another
5: one. Okay. Okay. Uh, John. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, the Lord. Don't worry. It's not going to be embarrassing or anything like that. But the Lord is healing you right now. Um, there is um, an oil from heaven that is pouring over your mind right now, and he's healing your brain, particularly the um, area of the amygdala. Um, there's, a, there's an inflammation, um, and it, it, there's a cooling breath of heaven that's coming. Um, I feel like it's going to bring some calm and some um, just a sense of peace for you to walk in and so i'm just going to pray that for you okay so lord i just thank you for the cooling breath of heaven that reduces inflammation i thank you god for the oil of heaven that is pouring over him and healing him right now in jesus name i thank you for the peace and the shalom of god that's covering him and supernatural thank you lord for the healing in jesus name amen
0: Um I have a word for Paula. <laughs> Paula, uh, this is funny, but I just kept seeing your teeth. And I was like, "What is that, Lord?" And he was like, "Wisdom. Wisdom." And I was like, "Okay." And I just sensed that the Lord, there's all this wisdom in you, Paula. And, and there needs to be an outlet for you to pour it to. That's what I sense the Lord's saying, that you need to start writing. I almost see, like, maybe you putting out some kind of, like, something on Facebook, like, or what do they call it, like a blog. Just the wisdom of God that's inside of you. Uh, there's, this, there's this gift of politics in you, and God just wants you to start pouring that out because I know when you write something or you do something, I want to read it. So... I, I encourage you to do that I encourage you that I just ask the Lord for increase and in, in that understanding God of what you want her to put out there for people to read because the body of Christ needs to hear from Paula
2: for you Paula all I heard was mouthpiece and that just goes align with alignment with what she said so you're a mouthpiece of God you're a mouthpiece for intercessors you need to go forth and you need to start doing that
3: Paula, hey, I know. Um, I just hear you have the heart after God. You grieve when God's heart grieves, and you shed tears when He shed tears. And I know your heart is for this nation, and He's pleased. He wants to know that your intercession has not gone unheard. And uh, I just, I just sense that the Lord, even like what uh, Tina was saying, you need to get your voice out there, your voice needs to be heard because there that teacher anointing on you is so strong that it, it, it's it got to get out it's got to get out there
4: david young you in here out oh, there he is hey david got a word for you that you know you remember that commercial uh the goodwill commercial where the guy opens up the closet and all the stuff falls on top of him well that, i saw you in there and as all this stuff is falling out of this closet, it was what the Lord says was this was uh, some of the issues of life falling on top of you, trying to drown you, trying to hold you down. But the Lord says you're steadfast and you're strong and you're, in your, and you're steadfast and strong in your beliefs and you're not taking it. You're not having what the enemy's throwing at you. And he says he wants you to know that he's proud of you. And I also saw you uh, like teaching people how to be steadfast you were teaching people how to stand strong in the Lord you were teaching them God's Word and these were not just kids but like maybe middle-aged kids like uh, teens preteens they weren't little kids but you were teaching them and you were sitting alongside of them and walking with them and you it's, it's you were ministering with them and they were hanging on you they were loving you and 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 you were like just in your element I could see the smile and joy not only on your face, but I could see it coming out of your heart.
3: And I, what I saw for you, David, that even during praise and worship, that there's going to be a spirit of joy coming upon you. There's going to be laughter coming in, I can even see in the spirit realm where you're going to you're going to get so excited, you're going to start jumping up and clicking your heels. I can just see where God's going to open up a heart that. Um, and not, it's not been hard, but you, but God is putting a pliable heart in you that He's going to begin to massage it, and it's just going to fill you up with so much joy and laughter, and you're going to even have a season of tears, and and but the tears are going to be joyful tears; they're not going to be ones that are going to be despairing. So I just sense that the Lord is just really going to do it, like like we talked about the shift. There's a shift in the coming in your life where you're going to see things from a different perspective of joy. Um, this young lady right here. Right, right, you're right. You, yeah, you, yeah, you. <laughs> I don't know if you sing. I don't know if you're a worshiper. But I just saw in that, uh, in the, that God was showing me that there's been something been ch- stirring and churning inside of you. And it's almost like the Lord is developing a song of the Lord within you. And I just sense that you're going to sing. If you're not already singing, it's going to increase. It's going to be coming greater. And I just sense that you're going to be a, a worshiper, a true worshiper of God who's after his heart. And so just allow that voice to be heard through song. And then I think it's just even the songs of intercession, of deep churning, of intercession deep within is going to come pouring out of you.
4: I have a word for this young lady here. Is it Kirsten? Is that right? Kelsey. Ke- oh, Kelsey, you told me the wrong name. It's all right. <laughs> Sorry, Kelsey. <laughs> uh, I write this stuff down because there's so much stuff I'll never remember all of it when, the, when the Laura starts speaking to me. So, but he, he, he showed me this picture of you. This is you are a young lady of incredible faith. You believe God's or His Word, and He's calling that forth. He's calling you to engage. He says to engage your faith. What does that mean what's that look like to you he's called you to do something i don't know what he's called you to do he wants you to step into it he wants you to step into your destiny because he showed me this uh uh the picture of the uh, centurion as he came to jesus to heal his son and when jesus said that you're you know go your way your, your son's been healed you know that that took incredible faith because jesus didn't even go to the guy's house right so that's the type of faith that you possess, the, 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 the faith of the centurion. And, and that he wants you to continue to walk out your walk in that. Okay?
0: Um, when Jeff started speaking to you, I just heard the Lord say, Amy Simple McPherson. Um, I, just, I just feel like you need to go and, and read about her and her life. And that the Lord wants you to know that the same anointing that's on her is on you. Okay. Um
5: okay Go ahead. yeah, so yeah, we all had something for you, so um, but i I felt like in all I'm just confirming all the things that they said, but but there is a real um something so special about who you are, and the Lord has shielded you from so much pain, even though you've still experienced a lot of pain, but you're going to begin to wake up in the middle of the night experiencing the Lord at like at 2 and 3 a.m., and those are going to be healing moments for you as the Lord begins to fill the void and the gap. Of the pain from the past. And so don't be afraid when he wakes you up then. But let it happen. And um, I feel like there's just going to be real angelic inv- visitations. And the Lord is actually going to visit you and supernaturally heal you. Okay. Oh Somebody grab it.
4: <laughs> Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie with the Lord showed me it was you standing on, on a big pile of dirt with a jackhammer, and you're pounding this and breaking this, this ground up. And then I see you after you've done that, you've, you've got a horse and a plow, and you're plowing the ground. You're breaking up the soil. And I see what I, what I see was, or is, is that uh, I saw people coming up out of the ground that you've broken. The, and, and they were family. And it's not just... Your family, your your immediate biological family, it's church family. It's, it's everyone. And they were coming up, and it was like you were plowing this ground, and there was big rocks in the way, and you were hitting the rocks, and the rocks were just rolling out because there's going to be no stumbling blocks. There's no stumbling stones. You're going forward, and you're a woman on a mission, and you won't be stopped. That's what the Lord showed me.
3: Um, a gentleman with a purple shirt on with uh, holding a, a child yes um i also heard that i i, I think you're a singer or a worshiper already i'm not for sure but i sense that you're going to go into some prophetic realms and write prophetic music yeah. and you're going to go and uh it's going to and it's going to swing it's going to sway nations Into your heart because your heart is so full of worship it's got so many songs within your heart and they're gonna you're gonna sing them out prophetically and i I really sense that your your voice is going to be heard around the nations through prophetic worship and so that's what i'm just sensing
0: i just want to add to that um i also sense that that there's a level it's a level of worship. You're going to take people to a level of worship that the world is not familiar with because you're tapping into the heart of God. There's something about your worship that touches the heart of the Father, and it is, and everyone is, is able to experience it through you. So.
5: It's when he was speaking to you, Brandon, I heard the Lord say, uh, the rock, Peter. Those are the two words I heard. And so, you know, um, Jesus called Peter the Rock and that he would build his church on. But um, what, I, what I got from that was that um, the Lord was saying you're going to have to have a um, be steadfast and bold like Peter as you go through this. Um, there's just a real strength to your personality that the Lord is reaching in and pulling out. Maybe you're not always this way, maybe a little more timid, but the Lord it's already part of who you are. He's not asking you to be somebody different, but there's some kind of strength and boldness that he's Pulling up out of you um, to, to identify the Peter in you, if that makes any sense. So.
2: Okay. Um, While well, praying the Lord, give me some guidelines as far as what we need to do now. Um, does anybody have a, an ache in their knee? There was a word of knowledge that came for a pain in the knee. We need you to come up for prayer. Come up here for prayer. Okay, and also, there was a thing about the arm, the shoulder down to the hand, the whole arm here on the right side. Uh, so, if that's in you, you need to come forward for prayer. <coughs> and I, just you guys just go ahead and get here, and they'll pray for you. Okay. Now, who needs a healing in their body right now, okay? Leave your arms raised, leave them raised. Who needs a healing in their emotions, okay? All right, and who does not know or is not sure of your identity in God? So we're talking about identity, do you know who you are in God? Do you know who God wants you to be? If any of those three things you have, I want you guys to come forward too. And we're going to spend some time in prayer. Just line up across the front here. We're going quick, to quickly lay hands on you. Because when I was praying and seeking the Lord concerning today's service, the Lord was talking to me about prophetic healing. This is a new realm that we're walking in, but, but God wants us to lay hands on you. We're going to quickly lay hands on you, and we're going to uh, pray the prayer of faith over you, and we're going to believe God that He's going to prophetically heal you and touch your body, and also your identity, your identity. God wants you to be identified. He wants you to be positioned for His kingdom you know, it's not about us. It's not about us. It's about God. It's about what He wants to do. God wants to use you guys as a vessel, a vessel of honor. He wants to use you guys as chosen vessels for His kingdom. So, if you need physical healing, come up front. If you need emotional healing, come up front. If you need to know your identity in God, come up front. We're going to lay hands on you real quickly and. We're just going to believe God for the miraculous.